Welcome back to a Mavs Outsider Podcast with your host, Dustin, doing a post-game pod to the Mavs' first preseason game. Um, uh, first preseason game of in all of basketball this year, and um, it was a loss uh, by, it was 111.99, but the, you know, the starters only played the first half, so, uh, you know, We'll get into that, but uh, I guess first thing I'd like to say is, you know, I'm I'm not gonna completely like overreact to some of the things that happened in this game, but at the same time, there are a couple trends from last season that I would like to kind of get into that I really would like to see changed. It would be neat, but. Uh, the first thing I say is, you know, this was the first preseason game. You know, it was in, you know, a foreign country. So I, I really believe that both teams were basically just going out there and launching shots. Um, obviously, Dallas couldn't hit the broad side of a barn, and Minnesota made everything they put in the air in the first half. I mean, it was like the second half. Obviously, uh, Dallas didn't play their starters. Minnesota did. You know, Anthony Edwards didn't play. But, uh, you know, the second half, the shots weren't falling for Minnesota like they did in the first. But, uh, you know, in the first half, it, it was just a lot of jump shooting. I, You know, I really don't expect Dallas or Minnesota to be running plays. Um, you know, it, it was more of a just get out there, play some basketball, don't get hurt, and you know, let's go, right? And I, I figured that's what it was. Um, at least that's what it sort of looked like, um, and I'm hoping that's what it was. Uh, you know, someone like, you know, Kyrie Irving, he really struggled. He, he was one for six overall. He only played 13 minutes. He didn't play very much. Um, I don't know if that's because, you know, Kyrie is a little bit of an older player, so, uh, you know, he doesn't really, I don't really think he, was going to play a lot of minutes. I, I don't know if that had anything to do with it. And I'm not saying he's like an old man, but he is a little bit older than some of the others. But, um, you know, Luca played 16 minutes. And, you know, Grant Pitt Williams played 16 minutes. But uh, one of the things that sort of stuck out was, or you know, obviously, the, you know, the Jason Kidd wanted to start both rookies. Um, obviously, it looked like Omax struggled a bit. Uh, you know, he's probably not ready to be a starter at this point, or like Harper would say, at this juncture. But I thought Derek Lively played very well. He did get into foul trouble, but, you know, it, it's sort of expected early on. I mean, this is his first game. I, I really didn't expect him to go out there and dominate, right? You have to be realistic about, you know, what... You know what what was going on. I I'd be willing to bet. You know, Lively will kind of go back and look at that game and see what he might be able to do different. And you never know. You might get a you know an improved performance from him just in game two, just based on the fact that he got that first game out of the way. Uh, you know, he was going up against Rudy Gobert. Um, you know, Rudy Gobert is not exactly a scoring machine. Um, so it's not like he had to shut him down scoring wise, but. You know, Rudy Gobert does have some length. Um, 
you know, Omac or uh, Lively only had two points. He had five rebounds in um, and one block, and he only played fourteen minutes. I did think it was funny that he played fourteen minutes and got five rebounds, and Powell played fifteen minutes and got. Um, let's see. Uh, let's look at the stat. Up oh, zero rebounds. But anyhow, we're not gonna. We'll talk about that here in a minute. But uh, I, you know, I thought Derek Lively being in the paint, more like even just having Grant Williams there as well. But Derek Lively being seven foot one, having a long wingspan, just him being there in the paint doesn't just give free shots to people. And you know, is he going to make defensive mistakes? Yeah, he will, and he did. But I, you're just going to have to put up with those um, because he's going to have to learn. I, I think when you see Derek Lively play in October, November, he's going to be playing a lot different when March and April come along. And I, I think he's going to need 25-plus minutes a night just so the Mavericks can compete in this league. Um, I, I just – the way – I thought he performed great considering, like I said, it was his first game. I, I honestly think he might have had a better game had a guy like Josh Green been in the game instead of Omax. You know, I starting two rookies would be pretty tough. I don't think Omax will start the regular season. I think Josh Green will start the regular season. I honestly think Josh Green will start the next game. I don't think uh, Omax will even start the next game. I'd be willing to bet they sort of mix up the lineup to see what it looks like. Just I, I, I feel like you could look at this game and see what you might be able to do not only when the regular season starts, but just next game. Dallas only plays four preseason games, so you only have four shots to look at this and see kind of what works and what doesn't. Um, one of the first guys off the bench was Dwight Powell. I thought he was Dwight Powell. It was very frustrating to watch. Um, I, I just, man, I, I don't want to turn this into a Dwight Powell bashing session, but, man, if, if he's going to get 20-plus minutes a night, this team's not going very far. They're just not. Um, you know, when Rashard Holmes finally got into the game, I thought he was awesome. He was very active on defense. And and you could and I know some people will say, well, he was playing against, you know, the backups because Minnesota benched everyone. He played against Nas Reed. Nas Reed's a really good player. Everybody, trust me, everybody that listens to this plot would want Nas Reed as a player on this Mavs team. And I thought he did really well playing against Nas Reed. And like I said, he was active. He got that hook shot down low, like, that's something Dwight Powell can't do. You know, watching that first half and watching the team struggle from the outside, they, they missed their first 14 three-pointers. You know, that was tough to watch. Like, the fact that they they had nothing else other than that three, but that was it. If the three-pointer wasn't going in, and so they really had nothing else. You know, Luka was the only one taking it to the basket. I think Kyrie took it once or twice, but he missed a lot of shots, like I said, and it, it was one of those things where it's like, all right, this some something's gonna happen, something's gonna change. You've got to do something, and that's one thing I hope Dallas does do different. I hope this was just one of those instances, instances where it was a preseason game, and 
you know, they weren't going to go out there and run a bunch of plays. They just told the guys, go out there, you know, shoot your shot, and let's get out of this game healthy, right? So, um, they did go down big early. Like I said, Dwight Powell came in the game. It didn't change anything. It just allowed the lead to grow. Um, eventually, Josh Green did come into the game. Josh Green does add a ton of energy. You know, Josh Green um, he had six points and three assists and three rebounds. You know, Josh Green's the kind of player that he's not going to... F- like there are going to be nights when you don't see a lot of stats on the stat sheets, but he leaves a big impact on this game, and I thought he really impacted this game. Like I said, I, I think Lively would benefit from Josh Green starting because I think Josh Green's sort of in this point in his career where he, where he knows what he's doing. He knows what he has to do as far as energy, um, you know, diving to the floor, going after loose balls. And, you know, he's a he's a really good defender. He can find the open man. And I, I just think a guy like Lively would benefit from Josh Green as opposed to, you know, Oliver, uh, Oliver Omax in the lineup. So I'm really hoping Josh Green not only starts, but I'd like to see him start the next game. And, uh, you know, the, one of the next few people to come off the bench were, you know, Seth Curry and Maxie. Seth Curry really did nothing. Um, it was sort of rough to watch. He, he wasn't that great. Um, t- to me, the entire game changed when Jaden Hardy came in the game. And this is going to be one of those instances where I I do tend to overreact. But man, Jaden Hardy is an incredible basketball player. Dallas got insanely lucky with that pick. Um, you know, in a few years when... They're go. They're looking back, and they're going to redraft this draft class. That draft class, Jaden Hardy's going to be in it. He, the people are going to put him in the top ten. He was a fantastic player. He was one of the few that was actually a plus um, on this team. You know, he was a plus twelve. Uh, some of the the guys at the very bottom of the bench, they were pluses mostly because you know they came in at the very end. Uh, a lot of Josh Green was the only other plus. He was a, a plus five. But, you know, guys like Curry and Max even came in, and they were even negatives. But Jaden Hardy came in. He was he was basically their second-best player um, in this game. He's, to me, he's their third-best player on the team. You know, he, he had three assists. He found guys open. He had a steal when he stole the ball. Just, he, you know, he defended the guy one-on-one and just took the ball away from him. And... He picked his pocket. They go down court. He gets it to Josh Green for a dunk. I mean, he he was hitting shots. He uh, like floaters in the lane. I, he's just he changed sort of to me the energy of the game. And to me, if I'm doing if I'm running this team and and I'm doing lineups and I'm doing you know guys coming in. Like I said, I'm starting Josh Green instead of Omax. And my first guy off the bench has to be Hardy. Um, you know, Hardy's your third best player at this point. And, you know, it's tough having your three best player all be point guards. And, um, you know, at some point, you could probably, in all honesty, you could get away with playing all three of them at once because you could slide Luka over to, you know, a three position, right? You don't have to play um, point guard. But uh, I I just thought Hardy was fantastic. And I, I think Hardy needs 25 minutes a night minimum. 
I, you know, I know Tim Hardaway will probably be like the sixth man of the year. You know, he'll probably be the first guy off the bench. That's how Jason Kidd will do it, just so he doesn't have a disgruntled player or whatever. But, you know, I, I just think Hardy's the third best player on that team, and he needs all the minutes. Um, you know, other guys who came in and played. Exum was pretty good. Uh, you know, he, he played a lot of, I don't want to say, he played a lot of garbage time. Um, he never really got to play with, you know, any of the other guys. He played with a lot of the guys who aren't even going to be there on the team. Um, you know, he did get to play with Josh Green for a few moments. Um, you know, I thought Markeith did pretty good, actually. Um, I thought he had a pretty decent game. I, I like the way I like what Markeith did more than Powell. Um, like Rashard Holmes, like I said, I thought Rashard Holmes was awesome. I would love to see him him and Lively split those minutes at center. I, I, I just think the Mavs have to do that if they're going to be successful this year. Um, the rest of the guys, I, I, I don't really know what to say about them. Um, I, don't, I don't know who's going to get that that final two-way contract. I guess they were talking about on the broadcast how they everybody has a different opinion in the Mavs front office. So they're just gonna all going to have to play for it. So we'll see how that goes. But back to uh, some of the other guys. You know, Grant Williams... I, it looked like he was sort of trying to find his way into you know the offense and stuff like that, which is fine. Like I said, it's the first game. You can't really, you can't really take a look look at that game and be like, well, we're only going to win thirty games, right? Anybody who does, they just don't listen to them because that's you can't look at one game and and just in a preseason and just think, oh, well, that's that's our season, you know. So I you can't overreact to stuff like that. Um, there, apparently there were people on Twitter who were dogging on Lively. They didn't think he was that great. And I, I just, I'm sorry, but Lively's going to be the best big on this team. He really is. He's going to be the best center on this team. And he's going to make mistakes, but you really, you're really going to need him if you're going to need, if this team's going to be successful. You cannot play Dwight Powell 20 plus minutes. You, you'll just you'll win 35 games. That's just how it is. I don't care who's on this team. You know, a lot of people looked at the you know, the Mavs last year and they're like, well, Luke and Kyrie were on the same team and they didn't even make the playoffs. Well, they sort of, you know, they didn't have. It's not like they had Kyrie all year. First of all, but second of all, the front line was Bullock and Powell. You're not going to win any games with that. That's your front line. And I'm really hoping Jason Kidd learned that from last year. Powell is not a guy you're going to win with. He's just not. He's not that guy. I'm sorry. I, you know, nobody calls him out. Nobody says, nobody, you know, none of the media people are going to say anything about it because it, Mark Cuban doesn't allow it. You know, the only people who are going to talk about this are people who aren't affiliated with the Dallas Mavericks. Because if you are affiliated, like if you have a press pass and you come out and you say, well, Dwight played a pretty poor game. Why is he playing? Mark Cuban will take your press pass. Because Dwight Powell's a good guy. You can't talk bad about him. But I'm sorry, he's he's a borderline NBA player. He should be your 15th man. He should only play in emergencies. And anybody who thinks anything is diff anything different you just don't know basketball. Just because you write about basketball doesn't mean you know about basketball. Watching Dwight Powell out there is really difficult because he is just not a good player. He's not. 
And I, I'm not going to talk much more about it anymore because I'm just tired of talking about it. But he really needs to be the last guy. He needs to only play the five if there's some really bad, you know, uh, foul situations. Like, you, you know, like Lively, he picked up four fouls. Um, and, you know, they left him in the game in the first half. And he, he didn't pick up another one, to his credit. But... Only if guys are in foul trouble do you need to play Powell. Uh, you know, Rashawn Holmes needs to be your backup center. I thought he, like I said, I thought he was awesome. Um, I thought, you know, he knows all the tricks. You know, slapping down on the ball. He, he slapped down on the ball once and it went off the guy's knee and went out of bounds. And I think they give you a, a block shot for that, and that's why he got a block shot. He got a steal. You know, he played nine minutes and got two rebounds and a block and a steal and two points. But it's just like he knows how to play basketball, and he's got to be your backup center. It's your only chance. And if it were up to me, you know, I like I said, I'd start Luka. I'd start Kyrie. I'd start Grant Williams. I'd start Josh Green. I'd start Derek Lively. And I think that team right there is a quality basketball team. And my first guy off the bench is Jaden Hardy. Um, to play with Jaden Hardy, I give him Rashawn Holmes. Um, obviously, you could put Omax in there, and you can put Seth Curry in there, and then Maxi Kleba and Tim Hardaway Jr. But your first guy off the bench has got to be Jaden Hardy. You know, the way they separate the minutes for Luka and um, Kyrie. It's funny how Hardy can play with Luca and he can play with Kyrie. He can. It's that's one of the things I love about him. And I'm sorry if I'm sort of overrating him, but you know when you watch Luca and Kyrie, they they haven't really meshed on the court yet. But you know I, I watch Luca and Hardy and they play fine. I watch Kyrie and Hardy and they play fine. And it's like man, it's kind of weird watching that like he he figures that he can play off the ball he can play on the ball and he's just a talented player and i just he has to be the first guy off the bench he does and your first big off the bench has to be Holmes. um you know omax is they're gonna need his defense obviously you know like i said he he looked like he struggled a bit but that's fine again he's a rookie he, he's not gonna come in and dominate you know, let's get through these four games. You know, he might come out next game and look like a completely different player. You know, it was his first game. Um, you know, they're going to play Saturday against Minnesota again. I don't know if Anthony Edwards is going to play. I don't know if Tim Hardaway is going to play. Uh, a couple of other guys didn't play. Um, Derek Jones Jr. didn't play, I think, because of an illness, and so did Mike Miles, also had an illness. Um It'd be neat to see those guys play on uh, Saturday. I think Tim Hardaway's was sort of a injury type thing, so Tim Hardaway might not play till the next game, which is uh, or the game after Saturday, which is Tuesday. Apparently, um, they fly to Spain and play Tuesday, and then they have I think ten days off, um, or in between. Not ten days off, but like ten games in between preseason. 10 days in between preseason games they were saying they do once they get back they're gonna get three days off like they're gonna they're not even gonna have to go to practice for three days so 
you know, that'll be good for them. They need to, you know, sort of uh, get your body adjusted to the time zone and stuff like that. But overall, you know, seeing Luca, he he was very dominant. I thought I, I thought Luca played awesome. Um, I it's it's tough watching him carry a team and just the team not being able to do anything. One of the things I worry about is I worry about him falling into the James Harden type of play where, you know, when James Harden came into this league and played for Oklahoma City, he was a completely different player than when he got to Houston. When he got to Houston, they used a lot of analytics and they decided, look, we're going to put James Harden out there, he's going to handle the ball, and we're going to put four shooters around him. And he always played with, you know, a good player and like, you know, whether it was Chris Paul or Russell Westbrook or whatever, he had always had one of those guys with him, but he always had a bunch of just guys out there. And, you know, they did pretty well. They made it to the Western Conference Finals. They lost. Um, they actually had a really good opportunity to win had they even made, you know, 30% of their three-pointers. They could have won that game, but they made 0%. But, you know, he got to this point where that's all he was playing. And that, so that's who he is. He's just a guy who's going to dribble the ball, and he's either going to shoot it or he's going to pass it to a guy, you know, and they don't play any other sort of offense with James Harden. Now, now he's in Philly. Um, you know, they changed it up a bit once they got uh, – or once he got to Philly because they have Joel Embiid. And now they got a new coach, and I'm – you know, curious to see, you know, if he turns James Harden into a different player, back to a guy who's not just dribbling the ball and then passing it if the shot's not open for him. Because Luka's played with so many guys who do not have the ability to create their own shot that he's sort of, and this goes, and this includes his, um, the Olympic team he's on, his, his national team, Slovenia national team. They're all just guys who could stand and shoot. And uh, Luca has the ball, and if Luca doesn't have anything open, he passes it. And if they hit the shot, they hit it. If they don't, they don't, and then you move on. I would like to see Dallas move away from that offense. I just don't think that's a successful offense. Um, I think you can. I think you can add movement to this offense, and you can even move Luca around. I know one of the things. Um, they don't want to tire him out or whatever, but I, you know, I think. It would work just fine. I think you can change things around to where it's not just Luca dribbling the ball and waiting for someone to get open. I I don't think you need to do that. I I think you can, I think you can adjust the offense and you know do a little more running. You know they only had like two fast break points or something all game today, and that's just you're not gonna. I just don't think you're gonna win a lot of games doing that. You know a lot of teams are. You know they're 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 officiating these games so that you score a lot of points, right? And if you're going to slow it down and not score a lot of points, and the other team's just going to keep running and take advantage of all the rules that are set in place to, you know, allow you to score a lot of points, you're just you're going to get outscored every time, you know, regardless of how good defense you play. So I just I would love to see Dallas change offenses. I felt like. They were just playing the same old offense they've played all year. 
Um, I'm sure if the starters played, they would have scored more than 99 points. But also I'm pretty sure that Minnesota probably would have scored more than 111. Uh, I just, you know, seeing the, sort of the same old offense run out there is annoying. But like I said, it was a preseason game. I'm hoping they were just out there taking jump shots so that, you know, because they're not going to really run any plays until the season starts. A um, couple other things. Seeing Grant Williams, uh, I think he blocked. I can't I think it was, uh, I don't know if it was a Gobert shot or a Towns shot, but he blocked it to make the wedgie. I thought that was a cool block. I mean, that's something that Reggie Bullock couldn't have done. You know, that's that's one of the differences in, with this team this year and the team last year. You know, if you have Lively in the paint and you have Grant Williams there to help, and even Maxie, you could play Lively and Maxie together, and I, I think that would be a good combination. Um, you could play Holmes and Maxie. You could play Holmes and Williams. You could even play Morris and Lively. You know, I, I think those are guys that all need to play together, um, unless Dwight Powell. And I just, you know, Grant Williams. I thought he was really good. I thought he defended really well. Um, you know, he had a couple rebounds. Nobody really stuck out with, like, stats-wise, except A.J. Lawson's eight rebounds, which is funny. But, uh, you know, nobody's stats really stuck out because of the number of minutes played. Uh, the The highest-minute person was Hardy at 20 minutes. Um, second is Josh Green, played 18. But, uh, you know, I did... I would like to see, not only would I like to see Josh Green start, but I would like to see Omax play more minutes. You know, it'd be neat to see Omax out there for 25 minutes. I, I think he's a guy who could benefit from even playing, um, you know, sort of the garbage time minutes that these extra guys are going to get. Uh, I, I fully expect the, I think the way they'll probably do it is these um, extra guys, this Dexter Dennis, Greg Brown, and Jordan Walker, and who's this other guy, Joe Weiskamp, and I just think those guys will be with the team while they're here and in Spain. I think once they fly back, I think for that last game, those guys won't be there. They'll have, obviously, A.J. Lawson, and they'll have Mike Miles, and then I think they'll decide on that third guy. I think they'll decide on that third contract. Um, you know, some people like Jordan Walker. Um, but uh, what they were saying is others like the Dexter Dennis guy because he is a good defender. You know, he shot 50% from three. Um, he had, what is that, two steals. But, you know, I, I think, you know, one of the things follow us was saying is like you can't have all of your two ways be basically backcourt players but I mean that's what sort of they've done you know they've put themselves in that position to you know because of that in all honesty you know you should have invited some bigs to your you know to to your uh what do you call it, to join the team for these games, you know, bring in a couple bigs, but you didn't. So my guess is they're happy with what they have, unfortunately. I guess they didn't watch the team last year. 
or basketball, but, uh, you know, my guess is they'll pick the Dexter Dennis guy, even though they like the Jordan Walker. He's so small, I just can't imagine them picking him. I, I think they'll pick the Dexter Dennis guy because of his defense. Because defense can translate. Like I said, defense defense will translate. Um, obviously, you know, like when you watched Omax out there, uh, professional NBA players who've played in this league a while, they're going to do things to, you know, sort of trick the young guys. That's what I was talking about with Lively. Yeah, Lively was out of position. Maybe he was fooled a few times. But the more he plays, the more he's going to pick up on that. And the same thing with Omax and... I guess I just I thought, you know, seeing these guys the uh, play some of these guys play. I was really excited about some of them. Um, I wasn't excited about you know sort of the lineup. You know the way the way they waited to bring in Hardy. You know, like I said, once Hardy came came in, the whole game changed. And then all of a sudden, Hardy's playing a lot more minutes because he's actually successful. It's because he's he's your third best player. You know, I like Seth Curry. I really do. But Hardy's better than Seth Curry. Hardy has a lot of abilities that Seth Curry doesn't have. I know Seth Curry's a great shooter. I, he really he is. But Hardy has a lot more to offer. And he's not a bad shooter. He's a decent shooter. So I just, you know, I think Hardy has to be your first guy. And, uh, you know, Kyrie, he, like I said, he only played 13 minutes. He missed five shots. Um... I think Kyrie will come around. I think that'll be fine. I think he'll he'll average twenty plus a game. You know, Luke will obviously to me average twenty five plus a game. Um, I think Hardy, if he's played the minutes I'd like him to play, he could average close to twenty a game coming off the bench. And you know, if Lively can get out there and play twenty to twenty five minutes without fouling out. I think that's a win, and I think you know Rashawn Holmes needs to play 20 to 25 minutes a game um, coming in as your backup center. So um, it was good to see just the Mavs play, and all on like it's just having a game on to see is fun. You know they play again Saturday. I'm gonna watch that game. It's actually gonna be on NBA TV as opposed to having to go to like Mavs.com or whatever. It's gonna be on NBA TV at 11 in the morning again. Um, there's also another game at 7.30 local time. It's Golden State, you know, Los Angeles. It's also going to be on um, NBA TV. But, uh, the you know, it's really good to see basketball start up again. And I'm looking forward to the next game. And like I said, I, I think you'll see some of the players, you know, play with a little more urgency, right? It's... You only get four preseason games. You know, you sort of you squandered the first one away. You sort of went through the motions, and you got blasted. But I, I think you'll see a little bit more urgency this game so they don't kind of get embarrassed for both games. I think you'll see more urgency from Dallas in that aspect. I think they're going to want to go out and actually win the game after sort of the way they played in that first quarter. The first quarter was just awful. I think you're going to see an inspired team play on Saturday, and hopefully they can come out with a win. But like I said, at the end of the day, it is just preseason. How many plays they're actually running are probably very few. They're probably not running hardly any plays at all. So um, maybe they could run a couple 
just to see how they work out. But uh, yeah, I just I, I hope they can come out and get a win. On even though they don't matter, it'd be nice to get a win. But uh, I guess I'm gonna go ahead and end it there. Um, I'll probably do a post game pod for the next game um, after it ends. I, I might even do it after the game ends on Saturday. So we'll see how that goes. If not, I'll do it on Sunday. But uh, yeah, I might as well. You know, it's uh, during the season. I might not do a post game every show or every game. You know, depending on how the game plays out, how what time the game's at, if there's a back to back and stuff like that. You know, I might not do a post game after every game, but you know, there's only four preseason games. Um, I figure, why not? You know, it'll the lineups are going to change and stuff like that. Um, minutes are going to change rotations are going to change and i'm hoping this is you know what happens obviously i i don't know you know jason kid I, I i don't know what to think but uh you know i might as well do a post game you know and these these games are kind of spread out these first two are close together but you know like i said they don't play again till like tuesday after that so you know maybe i'll do a post game or you know the post game pod on wednesday um and then the game after that is you know like the Friday after, you know, it's a long ways away. So, um, I might as well do post games for all these that are happening. Um, but, uh, I guess I'm going to go ahead and end it there. If you could rate and review the podcast, wherever it is, you get your podcast. I really appreciate it. But until next time, we'll see you later. <laughs>